Hello and welcome to the Great Lakes Sports Network Michigan State Podcast. I am Tyler Hayward. Be sure to check us out on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Roll over to the Facebook page, Great Lakes Sports Network, and check out our check out our content there. There we go. Um, be sure to like the page. Feel free to comment on that. Please, guys, share the content. Um, you know, I think uh, I think we do a pretty good job covering Michigan State athletics. Especially, I know Ryan and Mike work hard on Lions stuff as well. We're looking to cover the other teams in the state. So, uh, if that's something that interests you, you know, you want to talk Wings, Tigers, Pistons, uh, you know, let me know. Uh, and we can try to get something worked out. To, you know, we can expand, we can grow, and we can continue to pump out good content. But uh, also uh, reach everybody in the state. So, look... Uh, we're going to try to talk Michigan State football and actually the dynamics of the game going down this Saturday. Illinois favored by 16 and a half against shorthanded Spartan squad <laughs> at Champaign. I I would like this matchup if everybody were available. Um, there are several key pieces missing on this Michigan State team. Angelo Gross being one of them. Brandon Wright, a rotational edge rusher. Um, you know, he's been solid in that role after uh, being converted from running back. And then, obviously, the big name, especially for this week's game, is Jacoby Winman. Um, look, Illinois does not score. And Chase Brown has better numbers than... He's the nation's leading rusher. He has better numbers than anybody in the country. He's not getting touchdowns, though, either. He's only got, like, five touchdowns this year. This is an, this is a case where Michigan State can slow down this type of run, and Illinois does not have the ability to throw the ball um, the way certain teams have, especially against these Michigan State teams. Um, you look at the schematic changes by Scotty Hazelton. You know, the defense looked bend but don't break against Michigan. And you're still trying to fill out your roster with transfer portal guys and trying to develop guys. And you've dealt with injuries. And this isn't an excuse for Scotty because I've been one of the more anti Scotty people on here. But they don't look that terrible on defense once Slade and Henderson came back. And you know those two guys are the leaders. But Jacoby Winman has been their best player this season. He's going to be one of those guys that I think is needed to stop the Illinois rushing attack. When you look at the other side of the ball, look, Jay, Jay Johnson's worst coordinator in Division One football. You have Jaden Reed. You have Keon Coleman. And you have two running backs that aren't that great, and those are the two that you continue to use. Jarek Broussard kind of faded after, I think it was week three. Um, he's not been utilized as much. He's not that great of a running back. Um, they still have him back there, uh, you know, calling for fair catches on kickoffs. But he's been one of those players that this team has kind of faded from. But they continue to use Jalen Berger, who's frankly not much better. He just falls forward more. Um, look, you're not using Elijah Collins. You're not using the best receivers in the Big Ten outside of Ohio State. 
outside of uh, Marvin Harrison and you know when JSN if JSN comes back you're not utilizing uh, those types of guys and that's killing your team it killed you against Michigan it cost you the game I'm fed up with this I'm just sick and tired of watching Jay Johnson do this and this Illinois defense it, I mean they're not slouches and so when you break this game down on offense when you look at what Michigan State does offensively like they have the weapons to be one of the better offenses and I, I mean people can say what they want yeah they had a terrible game against Washington as far as pass protection goes other than that they've been the word I like to use serviceable you know they, they've been okay they've given Peyton Thorne somewhat enough time but Jay Johnson doesn't allow the offensive line to be good because he's running in on second and nine and now you're stuck in the third and eight and you're pinning back the offensive line which like I said they're okay they're nothing special though they're not going to hold up especially against the blitz and that that's where this Michigan State team falls into trouble this is a very Rochar-esque offense other than the fact you don't have Connor Cook and Tony Lippett to bail you out of third mates the entire game. That's what this is. Now, I think these receivers are more talented than Tony Lippett. But using them properly, just all of that, all of the stuff that goes into that, um, you know setting up situations that could be favorable to your running game and trying to help out there. Jay Johnson's terrible at it. And I'm to the point, you know, I've been saying he's just as bad as Scotty Hazelton, but watching how the season has kind of progressed, watching the improvement Michigan State's made on defense, although they're still giving up points, they're more field goals and touchdowns, and that's what Michigan State did last year to win 11 games. I uh, I was always saying, Jay Johnson's every bit as culpable as Scotty Hazelton. That's not the point anymore. Right now, Jay Johnson is the worst coordinator on this Michigan State football staff. And if he doesn't utilize those weapons to the outside against Illinois, Illinois might cover and the under might get hit. So, look, that... That's my analysis of this game. You want more? I mean, what more is there to talk about? This is an offense that has been healthy all year, other than, you know, you're missing Jaden Reed for a little bit, in which case you still have Trey Mosley. So, who cares? You know, he's... He might be the third... The best third receiver in the Big Ten. Um... You know, when you start to go deeper down the depth chart, that's where you start to factor in the other guys on Ohio State. But this is this is an offense that's completely disgusting to watch. Um, outside of the K-9 home runs last year, you know where your strengths were, and that was throwing the ball. And just because you don't have K-9 doesn't mean those receivers can't get open. Daniel Parker's a great tight end. I feel bad for him transferring over to what's been this mess of a team this year. Um, and, look, there's some rumors circulating. You know, I'm not going to speak on that. But 
there's some rumors circulating about what happened uh, to add to that mess uh, last Saturday night and I mean like I said we're gonna we're gonna stay off that until everything comes true but if or until everything's proven to be true but if if it is proven to be true then uh, Mel Tucker's gonna end up looking like a saint which I feel like he should be already just with how he's went about this so I still feel like he should be uh, back in his team a little bit more but that's where uh, that's what it looks like this weekend if you don't if you don't throw the ball you're going to lose you need to throw 40 times a game you've needed to throw 40 times a game I've been saying it since week 2 and you've been refusing to do it um Peyton Thornton's still not a bad quarterback. You saw him make a couple plays. Uh, it's when he tries to play hero ball. You saw on that uh, post pattern against Michigan. When he tries to play hero ball, that's when the wheels fall off. And he has to continue to play hero ball because Jay Johnson has no idea what he's doing. Um, so the thorn hate can stop. It's just easy to blame the quarterback when the ball's not moving. Um, it's easy to blame him when he's throwing it out of bounds, but you know maybe he's forced pressure and a certain receiver's not rolling his direction. Um, trying to remember what game it was. Keon Coleman went up the middle, but the second he went up the middle, Thorne had to roll off to his left and tried to pinpoint the ball uh, right on the sideline where only the receiver could get it. Um, but everyone's like, how do you miss Coleman? How do you miss Coleman? It's like, dude was running from the second he snapped the ball. And was running the opposite direction of Coleman. Coleman, at that point, needs to turn around and help his quarterback out. But, yeah, if, if they utilize him, look, I think they got a chance to cover. And I actually think they got a chance to win this game. I think they can stop the run. Not stop it, because, like I said, Brown uh, is the nation's leading rusher. But you have the ability to slow it down. So, you, you've got that ability with Slay. The problem is, you know, you lost Winman. Winman was a break glass in case of emergency defense event. You had Brandon right there. It's looking like it's going to be Fletcher and Mallory on the outside. Not the greatest uh, combination with... One be, especially with one being a converted defensive tackle and Fletcher just not reaching, you know, I, mean, I remember he was one of the more highly touted recruits in the D'Antonio class. Uh, he's not reached that level that we were hoping that he'd reach. Um, but you still have Slade and Barrow up the middle. You still have Cal Halliday, who's, you know, a great run stopper, like I said uh, previously. And you have Brule, who's solid against the run. So you have these options available to uh, slow down the rush. The problem is, is how deep does your uh, defensive end depth go? Um, will you be able to keep them bottled up? Uh, like I said last week, you want to force the, you want to try to funnel everything to the middle. You want to try to funnel it to Slade and Barrow and Halliday because those are going to be the guys that win you uh, games at the point of attack. So, hopefully uh, Michigan State's able to do that. Uh, look, the spread 16 and a half. 
you need Michigan State to cover. Illinois doesn't score. Michigan State a lot of bend but don't break. Um, you know, I think they're going to be able to do that. They got gas uh, last week because they were all on uh, field for so long. If Jay Johnson can just keep the defense off the field, Michigan State's going to cover. And I mean, there's not a question in my mind about that. I don't think Illinois is good enough to run it up. Like I said, they don't score a lot of points. They scored, I think, like two more points a game than Michigan State. And they have a relatively, they have a much weaker schedule to this point. So, give me the Spartans to cover. Um, winning, well, if Jay Johnson knew what he was doing, I'd probably say this is a Michigan State win. I still feel this team's one of the more talented teams in the country, or excuse me, one of the more talented teams in the Big Ten. I honestly think they're the third most talented team in the Big Ten, which is admittedly down this year. I truly believe that Reed and Coleman are great. Elijah Collins is a good running back. You have great tight ends. Like I said, Peyton Thorne, I think, is a model of inconsistency based on uh, the guy who's calling his plays. Uh, you know, defensive tackles are great. You've got depth at the linebacker position to an extent. It would have been nice to have snow this year. Xavier Henderson's a good leader. I know I dogged him a lot, but he's pivotal, and he's going to be pivotal this weekend as box safety. The, the This team is talented. You know, like I said, Brantley's good. He's just undersized. This is a talented team. They're not deep. They're not the deepest team. They're not... Uh, you know, Ohio State or anything like that, but I think they have more talent than Michigan does on their team. And Michigan's second-best team in the Big Ten. I, I truly believe that when everybody's healthy. I think they have more overall talent because I, I think uh, they have enough stuff in the front seven on defense that, you know, offsets Michigan's offensive line. You know, their receivers are better... Uh, Michigan State's receivers are better. Michigan State's receivers are better to the point where they should have offset uh, Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards. So, and I think Peyton Thorne's better than J.J. McCarthy. So, but I'm I'm sticking firm to that, and I truly believe Michigan State could win if they had a competent offensive coordinator, um, and if the defense was you know running what they're running now. What well, the the changes that they made. To the 4-3, uh, the utilization of that, the extent to which they've utilized that. They've not been stuck in the 4-2-5 just because it's a 4-2-5 and that's their scheme. I honestly like this Michigan State roster. It's everything that comes with it, though, that's a big issue. Uh, you know, this is a game where you've got to avoid the special team errors. You've I'm looking at you, Michael Donovan, because I don't think we're going to get many out of Blake Barringer. Blake Barringer's as good as they get. Um, it, but Donovan's had some really lousy snaps on everything from extra points to punts, obviously. So, uh, I mean, we don't know the extent of Hank Pepper's injury. Hopefully he's back, though. I mean, he's not even that great, but he's sufficient enough, obviously. Um, you mean the Spartans to cover? I like it. Uh, hopefully they uh, 
shock the Big Ten West leaders. Hopefully they walk out of Champaign with a win. You know, this, this is the type of game with everything that happened over the last week. You can rally the troops if you can get them behind them. You know, th- this is a Mel Tucker game. This is a Mel Tucker game. He's got an opportunity here to do something special. Uh, if if he can somehow rally the troops and Michigan State gets a win, I think that opens things up for the rest of the season. But, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll hit you with the recap on Monday. Um, any other breaking news, a.k.a. Video B, that I've been asking for, you know, Video A, uh, Video A has uh, that player skipping uh, into the Michigan State uh, crowd of players. Video C, obviously, everybody's seen that, where, uh, you know, that was the end of it. Video Video B is, you know, who swung first and how did it get blown up to the point it was physical? Because... Obviously, we know who instigated it. It was uh, McBurrow, but I, I want to see that other video. And uh, look, there's some rooms floating around. And so, if any of that stuff comes to light over this weekend, we'll talk about that on Monday as well. But uh, that does it for us today. Again, guys, go like the Facebook page. You know, I'm not always going to remember all the groups that I post this podcast in. Go and like the Great Lakes Sports Network Facebook page. Uh, be a lot of help share the content um, you know I thank y'all for listening share rate review subscribe whatever it is that you could do on anchor Apple podcast or Spotify that would be awesome as well I'm Tyler Hayward this is the Great Lake Sports Network Michigan State podcast.